Hello, this is Frank. And this is Bobby. And you're listening to the audio portion of our TV program, An Overcoming Life. This is a program of anointed teaching and overcoming testimonies. If you want to be blessed, then keep listening to this program once a week. Please let us know if you were inspired by the program. Our address is P.O. Box 53, Tallahassee, 32302. And our email is intercedingprayer at yahoo.com. Welcome to This is an Overcoming Life. And uh, we have our final message for this season today and brought to us by our lovely co-host, Miss Melinda. And uh, we thank her for her uh, many hours of... Um, scripture work and teaching and it's uh it's been a good run um i did want to say before we got started that since this is our last program for this season um and as you probably noticed bobby's not with us um, because of a physical battle that uh, we're both fighting we're taking a sabbatical to deal with this and uh, in her case they say she has parkinson's but um, we're standing on God's word and his promises concerning healing. And we believe that uh, we'll win this fight and come back to minister. And we trust for a powerful testimony as a result of it, for God is good. So uh, Bobby wanted me to tell you, just mention some things that she feels she's learned throughout this ordeal she says that to have the Word of God stored in your heart before an attack comes, in this case on sickness, memorize healing scriptures and the Holy Spirit will bring them to mind. You fight with the Word of God the same way Jesus dealt with Satan in the wilderness. It is written. Um, if you have any prayer requests, you can send them through our email. And we also have a DVD of healing scriptures and healing facts on a background of nature scenes with music. If you're interested, you could request one of those. So I'll turn it over now to our wonderful guest host. Thank Ms. you so Melinda. much, Frank. Thank you. And you know what? Uh, we just honor, I honor Bobby and Frank. I've known them for many, many years. And we've been in ministry in different capacities over the years together in prison ministry and jail ministry and uh I just thank God because God used him so many times to open doors for me, including this program. Um, but um, anyway, we just dedicate this program today to Bobby. Amen. Thank you. And uh, the uh, title of my message today is called Covenant of Healing. And so it just fits together with everything that's going on right now. Hallelujah. So anyway, you know, God has a covenant. A covenant is an agreement between uh, one person or many people, but it's an agreement. And um, the agreement, uh, the, the covenants involve promises that God has given us. Uh, there's the Old Testament, the Old Covenant, and then there's a New Covenant in the New Testament. But all throughout the whole entire Bible, God had a covenant and still does have a covenant with mankind, but they're conditional. And uh, God healed in the Old Testament. 
when you read the Old Testament, you'll see that healing was provided for in the Old Testament. It's also provided when Jesus, after Jesus, you know, before Jesus died on the cross, uh, he was the word made flesh. And so there's healing throughout the entire Bible and many, many healing scriptures that prove that. It has not been done away with as some people try to teach, just like they say the spiritual gifts are no longer valid. All that is not correct. If you study the Bible, you'll know that this is not true. So anyway, we're going to look at uh, some scriptures today about healing and get into this. So when we begin to doubt that God will fulfill his part of the covenant, we are failing to keep our part of the covenant because the first step, the first step and requirement is that we must, under that covenant, believe that Jesus took on the cross our sickness and our pain when he endured all the suffering and the blood that he shed. And it says that by the stripes that he bore on his physical body, that we have been healed. It doesn't say we might be. Uh, it's according to what uh, this or that. No, it's part of his covenant. He died on the cross once and for all. That's why we're not having to sacrifice animals today and shedding the blood of animals when we sin for uh, for forgiveness. Jesus paid that price once and for all. This is not a theory. This is fact. By his stripes, we are healed. Okay. And uh, this is also uh, talked about in Matthew uh, 8, 16 and 17 and 1 Peter 2, 24. And we're going to read those two scriptures momentarily. But first, I want to uh, do a, read a scripture in Exodus fifteen twenty six regarding uh, what God said about healing. And in verse 26, it said, And if you diligently heed the voice of the Lord your God, diligently heed it, and do what is right in his sight, give ear to his commandments, and keep all his statutes, I will put none of the diseases on you which I have brought on the Egyptians, for I am the Lord God who heals you. Now, this is in the Old Testament. Oh, and there's other ones too. But the Lord God has promised that. But uh, the Hebrew word for heal in this particular scripture means, it, it's uh, it's, ra, it's rafiah, which means uh, that it means to cure, to repair, to mend, and it means to restore health. That's the Hebrew word, Raphia. And so anyway, uh, so you could basically say that he he died. You're the Lord who cures me, who repairs me, who mends me and restores health to me. Amen. That's the Hebrew word. So I want to flip over and I want to read briefly First uh, John. It's First John 3. Let me see. John 3, 8, which says, He who sins is of the devil, for the devil has sinned from the beginning. For this was the purpose, listen, this was the purpose that the Son of God was manifest to destroy the works of the devil. What are those works? Anything that comes to steal, kill, and destroy. One of those works is sickness and disease. There were there was no sickness and disease on the earth before Adam fell. Mm -hmm. After Adam fell, all this disease and sin and all kinds of evil entered in. That's where it entered in. It did not come from God. So it says that that's why God came. That's why Jesus was sent, God's son, to destroy the works of the devil. So we need to make sure that you get a clear understanding of that. And now I want to flip over to Isaiah uh, 53, verses 4 and 5, which says, Surely 
He bore our griefs and carried our sorrows. Now, listen, when he died on the cross, it says here, he, he took our grief. It says he took our sorrows. We esteemed him stricken, smitten of God and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities and the chastisement of our peace was upon him. And by his stripes, we were healed. This is from Isaiah the prophet who prophesied this 700 years before Jesus was born. And we're going to see that fulfilled in a minute when we read in Matthew chapter 8. Okay, but Isaiah 53 teaches us that physical healing is included in Christ's atoning on the cross. The Hebrew word, listen to this, for the griefs and the sorrows specifically means pain and physical affliction. So by, by his wounds, we are healed of pain and physical affliction. Matthew eight seventeen, which we're going to read points directly to this text showing us that the healing was part of God's redemptive plan. Christ healed all who were sick, fulfilling Isaiah's prophecy. Okay, so I'm going to flip over here now to Matthew chapter 8. And Matthew chapter 8, 16 and 17 says, When evening had come, they brought to him many who were demon-possessed, and he cast out the spirits with a word and healed all who were sick. He healed all of them. It didn't say anyone who came did not get healed. That it might be fulfilled, now listen, might be fulfilled, which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet, saying, he himself took our infirmities, our pain, our afflictions, and he bore our sicknesses. That was what was just spoken that I read to you out of Isaiah 53, 4 and 5. 700 years before Christ was born. That fulfilled it. Okay, now let's flip over to 1 Peter uh, 2, 24, which says, Who himself bore our sins in his own body, on the tree, which was the cross, mm -hmm. and we, having died to sins, that we, having died to sins, might live for righteousness, by whose stripes you were healed. So Jesus hung on the cross to bear our sins. He forgave those sins while we were still yet sinners. He bore it all on the cross. The sin the pain, the disease, the grief, the sorrow, your peace. He prayed the price for all of it, spirit, soul, and body for you and I. That is sealed by the blood of Jesus Christ. It is sealed. Jesus chose. He chose. He sweated great drops of blood as he prayed before this. He had an understanding of what he was getting ready to go through. But yet he said he chose and accepted an undeserved, cruel death on the cross for you. And I was just sharing with somebody uh, several days ago. I said, anybody who says that his gifts aren't valid for today, that those spiritual gifts are not for the church, I think it's a huge insult and an abomination before God that people just cast it to the side. And they cast what Jesus did for us to the side, that he bore our sins and that he paid a price for our healing. 
It's, it's, it's the ultimate gift that God gave his son, his only son. The number one reason people fail to receive healing, the number one reason is they believe that it is not God's will to heal them. And you know why? Because they believe the lies of the devil. The devil comes to convince them through different thoughts in their thought life that they that causes doubt and unbelief that they are not worthy. And I'm going to give you some other reasons. Many let the devil convince them that maybe God has some purpose through this sickness. Maybe he's trying to teach me something. No, that is not God's way. I'm not, I'm not worthy. I don't deserve it. I've been so bad. I'm being punished for my past sins. Even though they were nailed to the cross, he'll convince you that, oh, because of the past and this and that and this horrible thing that you did, that you're just, you're not good enough. No, it just, it's just not good enough. It's all lies. Instead of focusing on Isaiah 53, 4 and 5 that I just read, that Jesus sacrificed, he made the ultimate sacrifice and paid for the sins of all mankind and for all sickness and disease. He took sickness and disease upon his body. Do you understand that? He took every sin and every sickness and disease that even was maybe well known then and even through today and more that are even being discovered. He bore them all in his body on the cross. And this demonstrates God's great love for us because in Romans 5, 8, it says, while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. He died and he paid the price. I want to flip over now to Proverbs 4. Come on, Proverbs. <laughs> Proverbs 4. This is one of my favorite uh, passage of scripture, but it says, my son and daughter, I always include daughter, give attention to my words, incline your ears to my sayings. Do not let them depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart for their life to those that find them and health to all their flesh. Now listen to this. For their life to those who find them and health to all their flesh. The Hebrew word for health it actually means medicine. So the word of God, not only it's health for your flesh, but it's medicine for your flesh. And let me tell you, I'm not against doctors. Don't ever let anybody tell you you, you be against doctors because that's not true. God uses the natural and the supernatural to bring healing to the body. Okay, but uh, we need to know that God's word is true and that he is the healer. And his word is medicine. And that's why we need to be quoting it over ourselves every day, daily. It's our daily bread, part of our daily bread in Jesus name. So it actually means medicine. So that's why it's so important to get the word in your eyes before your eyes and your ears and quoting those scriptures out loud. So you, you can hear yourself saying them. Now I'm going to go over several uh, things that I believe are very important in obtaining and receiving our healing. Number one, number one, you must inquire and seek the Lord first before anyone else. In Second Chronicles, which I'm going to turn there, Second Chronicles, uh, chapter 16, verses 12 and 13. 
And in the 39th year of his reign, Asa, which was a king, became diseased in his feet and his sickness was very severe. Yet in his disease, he did not seek the Lord, but the physicians. Now I looked this up in the Dakes Concordance. And by the way, he died in the next verse, he died. But I looked it up in Dakes and he said that uh, he was just saying that uh, the physicians, perhaps that he was seeking could have been Egyptian uh physicians who believed in charms and all these other tactics to try to bring about healing. I don't know, but really, you know what? It doesn't matter, really. That's not the big issue. The issue is that he didn't inquire of God first. He should be the first one we go to when we receive a diagnosis or we feel a sickness coming on us. We go to him. Okay? Next, put God's word first. And we just read that in Proverbs 4, 20 through 24. I mean, 22. Because the word is life to those that find them and health and medicine to all their flesh. So we got to keep the eye, the word, as I said before, our eyes and our ears. Do not see yourself dead. Don't see yourself dead. Don't see yourself dying. Cast out those vain imaginations. See yourself alive and doing things that you've never done before. Amen. Number three, you need to see yourself well. In Romans 4. 16 and 17, it said, God, God gives life to the dead and he calls those things which do not exist as though they did. So what is it that you don't have? What is it that you lack? What is it that you're needing? Well, God says, call it into existence. Even though it does, you don't see it with your natural eyes yet. We walk by faith and not by sight. If you're sick in your body, you call your body well and whole and healed. In fact, you need to be speaking to your body. You'll see that in another uh, area where I'm going to be bringing up. Number four, you need to, to claim, it's, this is mine. It belongs to me. I have a right to stand and believe for something that the devil's trying to take from me. This is not God trying to take my life. It is the devil trying to steal my health and I'm not going to allow it. It's mine. Hebrews 10, 23 says, Let us hold fast to the profession of our faith without wavering. For he is faithful that is promised. That the word tells us when we keep wavering and going back and forth. It says that we can't expect to receive what we're believing God for when we do that. We have to stand strong. And let me tell you, he'll bring doubt in your mind. You cast that out. That doesn't mean you've lost your faith. He's just trying to bring doubt and we need to cast it out. Number five, doubt is an enemy. Doubt and unbelief is an enemy of God. Psalms, uh, I'm sorry, faith that doesn't cry, faith doesn't cry, faith does. Uh, faith shouts. Faith doesn't beg God to do it. Faith declares, it's mine. It is done. It was done over 2,000 years ago when Jesus hung on the cross for me. It was finished. He said his last words, it is finished. It's done. It's a done deal. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hebrews 1, 11, 1 says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. It's all by faith. It's all by faith. Number six, don't forget his benefits. Many people don't even know what God's benefits is, but we're not to forget them. That's why we have to be in the word of God. It's not something we decide to do occasionally. It's every day, every day, every day, keeping in the word of God, meditating on the word of God and getting it inside of you. 
uh, Psalm 103. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Who forgives all my iniquities. Who heals all my diseases. Who redeems my life from destruction. Who crowns me with loving kindness and tender mercies. Who satisfies my mouth with good things. And so that my youth is renewed as the eagles. That's the God I serve. He has benefits. And it says, God says, don't forget them. Don't forget them. Hallelujah. Number seven, don't walk in darkness and practice sin. In John 5, 14, there was a man healed at the pool of Bethsaida. He had an infirmity for 38 years and Jesus walked by and, and he said to him, he must have said something to him. I don't know exactly what he said, but he said, well, nobody will help me get into the water. Uh, everybody passes by me and I can't get in. So, and then Jesus said to him, uh, uh, so Jesus said uh, to him, uh, take up your mat, be made whole and go home. And that's what the man did. But he said, he said to him later, because he saw him in the temple, mm -hmm. and he said, see, you're healed. And he said to him, sin no more, lest a worse thing come upon you. Mm -hmm. Sin opens the door to sickness and disease to attack your body. Got to stay out of sin. Got to walk with the Lord. Amen. Luke 5.20, there was a paralytic healed when they brought him down through the roof because they couldn't get in because there were so many people there. When Jesus saw their faith, he saw their faith. Jesus is moved when he sees your faith. He's a show me God. It's not enough just to say something. You got to show God that you believe him. How are you going to show God that you believe him? So he saw their faith and he said to them, man, your sins are forgiven you. Arise, take up your bed and go home. And that's exactly what he did. Amen. He, he arose and uh, took his bed and he went home. Number eight, cast down imaginations, reasoning, and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, which is his word, and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. That's found in 2 Corinthians 10.5. You know, that's where the big battle is and is in your head. The big battle is fought in your head and you got to cast it down. Number nine, confession precedes actual possession. Now listen to this scripture. This really ministered to me. Numbers 14, 28. God is saying this. Say unto them, as truly as I live, saith the Lord, as you have spoken in my ears, so I'll do to you. What is God hearing in his ears from you? He says, whatever that is, he'll do it for you. Are you speaking negative? Are you speaking positive? Are you speaking life? Are you speaking death? Proverbs eighteen twenty one: Death and life are in the power of your tongue, and those that eat it, and those that love it, will eat its fruit. Whether it's good or bad, what you're speaking is so critical. Number ten. So keep. Now, let's let me back up. So keep your confession in line with God's word. Don't say what you what you're feeling, because <laughs> what you're feeling isn't always good. Okay. So, number 10, speak to the mountain. Clearly, in Mark 11, 23, 24, it says, Speak to the sickness. Speak to your mountain. Curse it and command it to leave your body in the name of Jesus. You've got to speak to the mountain. You've got to speak to your body. You've got to command that, that sickness and disease, disease to loose you and leave your body in the name of Jesus. Number 11, forgive all those who have hurt you. 
Mark eleven twenty five. When you are praying, first forgive anyone who has hurt you, anyone you're holding a grudge against. You've got to let it go so that your Father in heaven will forgive you because he's not going to forgive you if you haven't forgive others. That will hinder your healing from coming. That will hinder. Because why? Because if you're not obeying the word, if you're not obeying his commandments and not doing what he says, that's a hindrance to you receiving. And number 12, write down the healing scriptures from the word. Read them aloud over yourself and thank God for your healing before it's ever manifested. Listen to the healing scriptures read by others. And I just want to say, because Dodie Osteen, go up to YouTube and pull up Dodie Osteen's healing scriptures. She reads her healing scriptures aloud and also tells of her testimony. In 81, she was diagnosed with incurable metastatic cancer of the liver. She had a huge tumor the size of an orange and two the size of an almond. She, uh, the doctor said, there's nothing we can do for you uh, uh, and sent her home. She went home. She said the next morning her husband her got down on the, their faces before God. He laid hands on her and said to the Lord, Father God, I need my wife. The ministry needs my wife. My children need my wife. She was only 48 years old. And he said, I curse this cancer in her body. I command it to leave her body in Jesus' name. She got up. She looked at her watch and the date. And she said, I was healed at this time on this date. And she never wavered off of it. No matter what she was facing, no matter what she was doing, uh, going through, she never waved her off that date and time that God healed her. She said, I'm healed then. She also wrote letters. God led her to wrote let, write letters to people that she felt like she maybe had hurt or offended in some way and asked them to forgive her. She put pictures of herself up on the mirror when she was healed and well and on vacations and she would put, picture herself and saying, oh, thank you, God, that I'm healed. She said, I began to see myself healed and well in my mind. And she stood on that. She went back to the doctor. I don't know how much uh, time transpired, but it was worse before it got better. And he did another scan, and the scan showed absolutely no tumors in her liver. She was healed by the power of God's word and standing on that word. She is still alive today, 41 years later, still praying for the sick, casting out dem demons, and doing the work of the ministry. Now, you might say, oh, well, that was because it was Dodie Osteen. No. God is no respecter of persons. No. You just got to do what the word says to do and be obedient. So I just want to take some time right now to pray. I want to pray that if you're not born again, that you will ask God to forgive you of your sins today and, and, and just accept him as your Lord and Savior. Say, Jesus, come into my life. Forgive me of my sins. I believe you're the son of God and that you died for me and take my life and do something with it. And I'm also going to pray right now before the program ends for healing for people listening to this program today. I pray that you would listen to it again and get it down in your spirit. But Father God, right now in the name of Jesus, I take authority of, over every type of sickness and disease that is currently in this earth or currently going to come to this earth. I come against it now. And I thank you, Jesus, that by those stripes you bore on the cross and the blood you shed, that they are healed in the name of Jesus. I curse it. I command it to come out of their body and loose them in Jesus' name. I speak the healing power of God to come on your body now and drive it out. I speak to uh, uh, not only physical ailments, but mental ailments in your mind, that your mind be healed in your spirit, soul, and body. And I pray, God, that they would loose, be loose from this and healed to serve you 100% in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
Amen. God is a healing God. He is the greater one lives in us and he's the master, Frank. He's the master over sickness and disease. He's greater than any force or any power that will ever come against us. Exactly. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Thank you for a very good word. Hallelujah. Take it to heart, folks. Yes, yes. It was a good word. Hallelujah. This program was produced by the Overcomers Ministry, a nonprofit corporation. We have a team of loving, caring prayer warriors that will intercede over your request, pray, and email you back. Contact us at intercedingprayer at yahoo.com. This is Frank. And this is Bobby. Thank, Thank you, you for, for listening. listening.